This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 65. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I hope you're having a great day. It's Friday here, and it's been a fun day. Okay, actually, I'm lying. It's been a fun day because I got to do some cool things this morning, but I had to wear jeans and boots and a real bra, which I can only do for like two to three hours at a time. And I had to do it for like six hours. So that part was not so fun. I was like crawling out of my skin by the time I got home. But don't worry. I posted this on Instagram, so you might have already seen the photo, but I am now in my active wear. I have on the comfy sports bra. I put on my new Birkenstock slippers. All is right with the world. I was so excited to be in recording mode because I was like, oh, I'll be comfortable again. I won't have the itchy clothes on, the jeans that are tight and the bra that's itchy and like all that stuff. So now you know how I live when I'm working from home all day. It is like putting on pajamas in the evening is basically like no different than what I wear all day. There's a slight like half step up maybe to my active wear during the day. I'd step up between my pajamas and my active wear. Thank God activewear is cool and hip. And like I can put on printed leggings and it looks like I've kind of dressed up. Anyways, I'm feeling much better now that I've dressed myself down a little bit and I'm so happy to be here recording. I have some cool things to share with you today. Mostly I want to talk about my last weekend experience at the Summit of Greatness. Oh my gosh. So I went to this not knowing what to expect. This was an event put on by Lewis Howes, who has the School of Greatness podcast. So I will link to that in the show notes. I'm going to make a lot of references to the show notes today because we're going to have a lot of links throughout. So show notes for today are going to be over at shamelessmom.com. And this is episode 65. 
So you can find everything that I reference in terms of books. And if you want to Google some of the names I'm talking about and parts of the event and all that, you can find everything over at shamelessmom.com. Just look for episode 65. So, okay. I went to the Summit of Greatness put on by Lewis Howes. And if you recall a few episodes back in episode 13, I talked about how to be a better stalker. And I specifically talked about stalking Lewis Howes when he was looking for a bathroom before going on stage at a speaking event that he was speaking at. I was attending the event. So that's when I originally met him, but I've been a follower and a fan for a while. He was a huge inspiration to me in starting a podcast. I listened to his podcast and in listening to his podcast and hearing just different ways that he inspired people and connected with people and really gave of himself in his podcast. I was like, I want to do this. This is the next thing I want to do in my business in terms of reaching a little bit beyond just my gym here in Seattle and impacting more lives and especially reaching out to moms who want to live more shamelessly as I do. So he was just such a big instrumental part of my progression from a local business into an online presence. So I feel very indebted to him for that. So I was really excited to go to the Summit of Greatness. And here's the thing. When I go to events, it's basically like a mommy vacation. So I'm always excited about the events and I know I'm going to learn things and I'm always up for that. And sometimes they're fitness related, things I can bring back to the gym. Sometimes they're personal development related. Sometimes they're very specific to you know, podcasting or building an online business and doing those kinds of things. But regardless, it's always a little bit of a mommy vacation. And that's kind of the priority for me. Like, let's be honest. So I love myself a hotel room and some room service. (laughs) Because when else in life do you get to do that? I mean, the first time I had room service was in 2010, I think. I went to an event in Las Vegas, which was my first time to Las Vegas as well. I actually signed up for a mastermind group and I went to Las Vegas three times in a year or something, having never been there before. And it was kind of a turning point in my life where I was like, I'm a big girl now. Like, I can go to these events and like stay in a fancy hotel and get myself some room service. Like, this is kind of awesome. And now that I'm a mom, like, this is kind of necessary. So I love attending these events just for the time, like to just be on my own time schedule and not worry about like what time I need to feed someone is fantastic. But I also love attending these events for the growth that they allow in my life. And so I knew because whenever I listen to Lewis's podcast, I feel like I grow. He always has amazing guests who are so inspirational. They talk about the adversity that they've faced, how they've come out on the other end, what they've made of their life as a result of the adversity. And it's always just really, really cool. And so I knew that I would learn a lot. And I knew Lewis's speakers were amazing. But what I didn't expect, and I should have known, but what I didn't expect was the way Lewis received people. So I'm going to talk about this a little bit because I think it's so significant. And it was really the biggest takeaway from the whole event for me. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Then I'm going to talk about some of the specific guests and my biggest takeaways from some of these guests. And I'm also going to talk about why I think people should attend these kind of events. So actually, let's just start right there. So aside from a mommy vacation, I think that attending events, whether it's an industry event specific to your industry, or it's an event that's just, you know, like this was much more of like a personal development event. I think it's so impactful to get out of your comfort zone, get out of your routine and show up for something new and different. And that can be super, super uncomfortable. I can say that like I've done it a lot now, so it's less uncomfortable for me, but I always feel super shy the first day of an event. Like when I walk into that event space, into a conference room or into a conference hall that first morning of something, I'm always like, I get this attitude. This sounds so horrible, but this is like seventh grade me comes out and I walk in where I'm like, I already have enough friends. I don't need to make any more friends. Like I can just keep to myself. I'm not reaching out. Like I just, I kind of build a little wall around myself. I want to feel like insulated from the unknown, I think is what it is. 
So I kind of just go in like, I'm going to be like invisible and anonymous, which I'm not good at because I'm an extrovert. So it's like all it takes is me seeing like three other people. And then I'm like immediately chatting with people. But I do have this barrier up when I go in. And so of course, at this event was no different than any other. I was like, I'm just going to keep to myself. And I, especially since becoming a mom, oftentimes I'm like, I just want to be here to like have alone time. Like I really don't want to connect with people because that means I'm going to have to like talk to them a lot but I still can't help myself. So what happens at at an event like this, you have the connections that you make at the event, but you also have like all the stuff that you learn and that you can take home and you can apply. And so sometimes for me, that's industry specific, you know, in terms of related to like how to better run a podcast or how to better run a gym, but sometimes it's just how to better run your life. And so at the summit of greatness, it was really about building greatness in your life. And all the speakers spoke on that. And Lewis did a phenomenal job of just modeling greatness throughout the weekend and also really priming us to be open to greatness. And this was really eye-opening to me. So on Lewis's podcast, on the School of Greatness, he always talks, after he's done interviewing a guest, he always acknowledges them. And so he'll always say, like, I want to take a minute to acknowledge you. And then he'll kind of give them a little tribute. Like, these are the ways that you have impressed me as a person and as a human being. And these are the things that I've seen you do that I've just blown me away. And these are the things that I see as your biggest strengths. It's almost an overwhelming experience for the person hearing it because he really spends time pointing out all the things that make this person great in Lewis's eyes which is a lot to receive, but it's really, really cool. And people, when they hear him say this at the end of an interview, people are always like, oh my gosh. And like some people are like, oh, you're going to make me cry. And it's a really cool, often moving thing that he does. So I was curious to see, just knowing that that's the giving nature within him, I was curious to see how that was going to play out in this event. And I kind of thought that there might be a theme throughout the event, just because of who Lewis is, of like giving himself to people, his whole team giving themselves, which certainly happened. And then also, I wanted to see the way that he received people in terms of inviting all these people to an event. How do you receive hundreds of people at an event and make it really special for everyone? How do you receive your speakers on stage and make them feel like, wow, like these people came from all the way, mostly from like the East Coast or the West Coast or from Canada. Many of them have very busy speaking schedules. They travel all over for work. And here he was asking them to come to Columbus, Ohio and, you know, spend a couple days with us. And it wasn't just fly in for a speaking gig and fly out. He had people who came to, it was like, stay for a few hours and do a book signing, have lunch with us, have dinner with us, like mingle with the people, get to know the attendees. Like people were really, the speakers were there. They were invested. They really spent a lot of time with the attendees, which is very unique. That does not happen at a lot of events. And so, you know, the first night party there, like Stacey London was just hanging out among all the people, like hanging out, chit-chatting, getting to know people. If you're not familiar with Stacey London, we're going to talk about her in a little bit. She was like one of the big highlights for me. So that was really, really cool to see that he set this precedence of like the people who are here to give are giving all weekend. He also had his staff from the get-go. Like the second you walk into the theater doors, we were at the Southern Theater connected to the Westin in Columbus. The second you walk into the theater doors, it's like everyone's high-fiving you and like so pumped to see you. And it just like, for me with my little barrier of like, I'm not here to make friends. I just want to have my mommy vacation. And immediately like my walls were down because you couldn't even get past the front door without being like, I just want to make new friends with these people because everyone was so fun and so cool and outgoing and friendly and open and welcoming. And so that was really cool. And what I really started to quickly see is how Lewis was giving greatness and how the only way this event could be impactful for me is if I was ready to receive greatness. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. So what happened with these speakers, this was like, I'm going to get goosebumps telling you, I'll probably tear up. What happened with the speakers is Lewis said from the beginning of the event, he said, when I bring these people up on stage, I don't want to just like read their bios and have them walk out on stage because that's what always happens. And that's what we all expect, right? So he's like, I wanted to do something a little special. The very first time he did this, he was introducing Christina Carrillo Bukaram. So she's from Fully Raw, Christina, and I'll link to her Instagram page because I follow her on Instagram and I'm kind of obsessed. She takes the most amazing photos. If you're not into fruits and vegetables, just follow Christina on Instagram. Just go to Fully Raw. If you search for Fully Raw on Instagram, you'll find her. You will be the most motivated you've ever been in your life to eat vegetables when you see her pictures. So I'll link to her in the show notes for sure. So, okay. Lewis did not tell us when the speakers were going. We just had this agenda of like, here's your list of speakers, but we didn't know when they were speaking during the day or anything. So everyone was always in their seat on time because no one wanted to miss anything because you never knew like the person that you were there to see was going to be on stage. And so of course, you know, I had like my top two or three people I wanted to see the most and I did not want to miss any of these introductions. So the way he did this is he tells us all like he doesn't want to do these average ordinary introductions. So he starts to give this little introduction to who's going to come on stage And you can't tell from the introduction who he's referring to, even though you have a list of speakers in your little program for the weekend. And so he says, you know, I met this person in this certain way, and here's how we connected. Here's what I really admire about them. He says, and let's go ahead and roll the video. When he goes to roll the video, 
He walks off stage. The lights in the theater go down. The whole theater becomes black. This huge video starts that takes up like, you know, the huge screen on the stage. And there's super loud music and things start flashing on the video and start giving you kind of hints of who this person is going to be, but you're still not sure. And then a drummer comes out on stage and starts drumming to the beat of the music, which is getting louder. He's beating the drum. Two drummers come down the aisles of the theater and they stand in the center of the aisles and they're drumming with the music. And then this video goes, and after a little bit, you finally see who this person is. So you start to see like little hints of who it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, there's like a full screen headshot of the person. Everyone starts to scream. So exciting. And then there's all these clips of the person's, it's like a bio on video set to music. So it's all these clips of the person's professional path. So it's video clips and it's photos and it's, you know, some from their social media accounts and different things. But you get this like, amazing, beautiful synopsis of what this person does and what they've contributed to the world. And it's so cool. So the music is playing. It's pitch black in the theater. The only lights are around the drums in the center of the aisles and then the drummer up on stage. And then the video finishes. The music gets even louder. More drummers come in. And then after those drummers, they start walking down the aisle toward the stage. And it is like deafeningly loud in the theater. Everyone is standing up now screaming, and then the speaker walks out in the drum procession and follows the drummers down onto the stage. So by the time the speaker gets up on the stage, everyone is standing up screaming for them. These drummers are up on stage with them drumming for them. Music is super loud. It's like the most powerful standing ovation you can imagine, and that's how you start your talk. So this was a crazy experience. So when this happened with Christina as the first speaker, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like for the first person, like what a warm welcome. This happened for every speaker though. So every person comes out and they were all blown away. All these speakers got on stage and were like, oh my gosh. So Stacey London, when she walks down for hers, she gets on stage and she's like crying and she's shaking and she gets done. Lewis comes out, gives her a big hug on stage as he does with all of the guests. And she's like, oh my God, you guys, I'm totally shaking. And then she points up at the video and she goes, holy shit, I did all those things because this video it's like, you know, two, three minute bio of all these clips of amazing things Stacey's done in her professional career. So she's crying. The whole audience is crying. It was so cool. And this happened with every speaker as they got on stage. It was just this amazing, powerful, powerful presentation to just bring someone up on stage. And then they got up and they talked and they all just spoke amazingly well and left us with huge takeaways. And it was so, so cool. So what blew me away about that whole thing was this was the way Lewis wanted the speakers to be received. He created this environment like I'm going to invite you into my home. You know, he's from Columbus. So he really was like, I'm inviting all of you to my home. All of the attendees, the 500 of us or so, all of the speakers, I think there was like eight or 10 of them. Everyone, he's like, I'm inviting you into my home. It was literally like he was inviting these speakers to come sit at the dining room table with him. They felt so welcome and so cared for. And to see him treat people like that and to see him create an experience like that and to see him and his staff create an experience at this event for all the attendees where we felt, I mean, we got to hang out with these speakers all weekend long. It felt like there was no divide between us. It was amazing. And I was so touched by how powerful that can be. And that really impressed upon me, like how I want to receive people in my life. And it doesn't have to be like about receiving people on a huge stage. It's just how do you receive people in your life? Like how open are you to people and experiences and how willing are you to like be vulnerable and be, you know, using Stacy as an analogy, like how open are you to being on a stage in front of everyone, like weeping about your accomplishments? That's a really powerful thing. And to be able to do that in a way where you can be really graceful and gracious about it. So, so cool. 
I started noticing throughout this weekend about how Lewis and his team were just giving greatness. They were making everything about the attendees and everything about the speakers and the guests. They didn't make anything about Lewis. He didn't even talk about his recent New York Times bestseller book. Like He referenced it on the last day because so many people were asking him to sign their copies. And he was like, yeah, so I hear some of you want signed copies. Like I'll be out in the lobby for a little bit afterwards. But like, there was never a time that was like, okay, like here's what we've all been waiting for. You can get in line to meet me. He was just like there hanging out with everyone the whole time. He never pitched anything or sold anything to us. It was just like, come to my hometown and hang out with me and let me create this amazing experience. And his whole team was like that too, where it was just everything was make it about the people who chose to join us this weekend. They didn't make anything about Lewis and his team and his business at all, which was so cool. The other thing they did to give greatness is they were giving love all weekend. They were giving confidence. They were instilling confidence in all the people there in the way that they interacted. You just couldn't help but feel like connected to everyone. So there was this immediate feeling of connection and just felt like this immediate family. They showed so much humility and grace and throughout the weekend, like just being really open and honest. You know, we talked for a while about like how this event was supposed to help him make money to fund us building a school in Guatemala or Ghana. And he's like, yeah, so actually I lost money on this event. And so I'm going to have to fund the money or fund the school with my own money. And just like total humility about the whole thing that like this event was supposed to be a fundraiser, which it totally didn't work out to be that way. He was like, yeah, that's cool. Like still, I'm happy to pay for the, I'll just pay for the school myself, whatever. Like seeing this as a stepping stone is like, this is what we were able to create this year and next year we're going to create it even bigger. And so next year we will actually be able to make money to fund a school because there will actually be some profits left. So that was really cool too. He used humor throughout the weekend. So using humor to give greatness and also showing your true self, like everyone that got up on stage just showed their true self. They told like the darkest stories of their life, the hardest times of their life. And then they used that as a platform to be vulnerable and share with us how we can use our stories to be vulnerable, how we can use our stories to empower us, how we can use our own adversity to totally change our lives, which was really, really powerful and impactful to me. So that was so cool. For me to receive greatness, that's a challenge, especially when you go into something being like, this is my mommy vacation and I don't want to talk to anyone. So of course, I got over that really quickly, as I always do. And I did make some great connections and some new friends, which was fantastic. To receive greatness, you have to be open to it and you have to be willing. And so I had to like really conscientiously on that first day be like, shut down the barriers, like open your heart, take down the walls, like connect with other people, which for me, it's not hard for me to do once I'm in the environment. It's just like, it's the first 20 minutes of walking in where I'm like, oh, it's a little awkward. And then like, I'm over it and it's fine. So being open, being willing, being prepared to be vulnerable and talk to other people and share your own stories and experiences. I spent two and a half hours in line with Stacey London to, to meet Stacey London at the end of the day. They had this like dinner event. I missed the whole dinner event because I was in this line to meet her, which was totally worth it, by the way. Dinner did not matter to me. I was in this line with these other women around me for like two and a half hours, like definitely made some new friends there. So that was cool. And just being really considerate, like I'm here for a certain reason. I have an opportunity in this environment to make something of it. So what am I going to do with that? So I was very considerate of that and tried to be really open to the opportunities that were within the environment, even though not everything was totally in my comfort zone. So that was really cool too. Definitely I was watching like, how does one give greatness? How does one receive greatness? And that was really cool and really powerful. So additionally, I want to say like going to these things is so impactful and so transformative it's like the little sound bites are the things that stick with you forever. And so I was touched by all of the speakers, but I was touched by like certain little things that people said that I will carry with me forever. 
And that's why I think it's so important to go to events like this and just go to events in general as you have the opportunity. Like different industries, you know, for certain industries, you have the opportunity to do a lot of events. For other industries, you don't have as many opportunities. And for some industries, like being a stay-at-home mom, you have like no opportunity for these kinds of things. You have to really create them. There's no open invitation. It's not like, oh, I have a conference three times a year that I go to, or I have this annual event where I go and get inspiration. You really have to seek these kinds of things out if they aren't kind of part of the standard or part of the routine in your industry. So I highly recommend looking for events like this. It can be local things. It can be like local mom groups. It can be local small business things. It doesn't have to be on a grand scale. It doesn't have to involve travel or being away from your family for three or four days if that's not feasible for you. But being in an environment where you are inspired, where you see people who are doing things that you someday want to do and living a life that someday you want to build for yourself you have to do that. It's like dreaming. It's like creating a vision board. When I see people up on stage living their life in a way that I want to live my life, it's me sitting in front of my vision board saying like, someday that will be me. That is very transformative in my brain. And that sticks with me for a long time after I attend events. So I just want to be clear on why I'm sharing this all with you, because I don't share all the events that I go to. But I think this is a really special one because I think it could be transformative for anyone because it wasn't specific to an industry. It could be transformative to anyone from a stay-at-home mom to a high-level corporate executive could get so much from this kind of an event. So an event where you're just there to work on yourself, to improve yourself, to be open to new people and new experiences and their stories, I think is hugely, hugely impactful. So some of the things that were most outstanding to me were probably, there's probably like four different moments. I'm going to start with Stacey London since I've already mentioned her a couple times. She's from What Not to Wear on TLC. The show is no longer running, but I think it's probably in syndication. She was on that show for a number of years. So Stacey is a stylist. She's styled people all over the world. She's well known for what she does. She's styled you know people all over Hollywood. So a lot of high profile people. She's also styled all sorts of body types, which is a big part of what she did on What Not to Wear. It was like styling people and doing kind of clothing fashion makeovers for people who didn't feel comfortable in their own in what they were wearing or for people whose family members were like, someone in my family really needs some help. Like they really could use a couple helpful hints on how to like present themselves in a way that would make them feel better in their own skin, which was really cool. So what was amazing about Stacey's talk is that she got up and she talked about her work as a stylist and the irony of working as a stylist when your biggest life challenge is your own insecurity with your own body. And it was amazing. And she talked about her lifelong journey with dysmorphia, with eating disorders, with she has psoriasis, which is a skin condition. So at times in her life, her whole body, especially when she was a young girl, her whole body would be covered in like red scaly skin and being at school and being made fun of and being like laughed at for the condition of her skin and just having like lifelong insecurities about her body, but started with psoriasis. And then later just being, I think, in, you know, in the fashion industry turned into body dysmorphia and huge insecurities about her own body and going through some significant times with eating disorders as well. And she talked about her current struggles with body image. Like this is not something that just goes away. And I would agree with that. Like as someone who has struggled with body image issues my whole life as well, that like you can change your mindset to a certain point, but there's also that place where you can always go and that insecurity that like you can draw on in a second. Like you can flip back there so quickly and so easily. So I could relate to so much of what she said, especially as someone who works with women and bodies and my gym. And then I have to also like work with my own demons. And so she was just phenomenal. And she talked about the difference between fashion and style, which I loved. She talked about fashion being an industry that really preys on 
the young, the rich, and the thin, but it makes all of us feel so insecure. The fashion industry for women is a $3 billion annual industry that preys on the insecurities of women to make them go spend money. And it works beautifully, obviously, because it's bringing in $3 billion a year. Style, on the other hand, has nothing to do with fashion. Style is like what you choose to wear and how you choose to wear it and how you carry yourself having made those choices. And so she talked about the difference between the two. She's like, screw fashion. Like, who cares? And she talked about her own journey with fashion, like when she was a slave to fashion and she would like go to events and like make sure that she had things that like no one else had yet, like the newest Chanel, whatever, the newest Dolce Gabbana, whatever, so that she could be photographed as being like the first person to wear it for the season. And then she talked about now being like, who cares? Like, it doesn't even matter. No one cares. It's like so not a big deal. Style, on the other hand, is a big deal because it's how you carry yourself. It doesn't matter if you're wearing like the newest Dolce and Gabbana or the newest like Old Navy clearance rack item. Either way, you can look like a million bucks or either way you can look horrendous because if you're carrying yourself in a way where you obviously feel insecure, it doesn't matter if you spent $3,000 on your outfit or $30 on your outfit. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Same thing if you carry yourself in a way where you're like, I feel good, I look good, I'm awesome. Doesn't matter if you spent $3,000 or $30 on your outfit, you're gonna look amazing, right? And we all know people. I mean, gosh, I think of my friend Dana, who I know is a listener. Hi, Dana. Dana always looks amazing. (laughs) And I always feel like, when we hang out, I'm like, oh, here's me in my active wear. And then Dana's always in like the cutest whatever. And I'm always complimenting her. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's like 10 bucks at H&M. Like she does such a great job of putting together amazing things. I would never think of putting together and looking like a million bucks all the time. I thought of her over and over when Stacy was talking about style. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so Dana. Like she can pull off anything, no matter how much it costs or how little it costs. It's how she carries it. And she carries it like a million bucks every time. So I'm going to practice doing that a little bit more. I'm going to practice getting a little out of my comfort zone. Stacy had this great challenge. She's like, go get yourself some, you know, fancy printed pants or go like pick a new color. Like if you always wear black and white, go get something that's like bright green. And she's like, just practice with it. And if you hate it, like do it for a week. And if it's horrible, don't wear it again. That's fine. Like it's something cheap. It doesn't have to be like a high investment item, but just do it for a week. Practice wearing something that's a little new and a little different and totally owning it and see how that feels. And she was phenomenal. So then I got to meet her afterwards. I waited in line for two and a half hours. Like I said, at the end of the two and a half hours, finally met her. The reason the line was two and a half hours, by the way, no one else had a line that long than any of the speakers because they all did quick pictures and book signings. She had every single person sit down at her book signing table with her and she had a one-on-one conversation with every single person. So when I got up there, I talked with her. You know, I said, I'm a gym owner and my biggest challenge is all I do all day, every day is talk to women about how they talk to themselves in the mirror. And my biggest challenge is trying to change the conversation that they have with themselves when they look in the mirror. And as I'm saying it, like I start getting teary and she starts getting teary. And then we're like crying together. Stacey and I have like shared tears. It was kind of great. And then we're hugging, of course. And I had given a woman my camera to take a picture of Stacey and I. I didn't intend for her to take a picture of the whole conversation. She took photographs throughout the conversation of us talking and then like wiping our eyes and then hugging. (laughs) So it was pretty funny. I'll put some of those pictures up on the show notes today if you want to head over to shamelessmom.com and check out those show notes for episode 65. So that was really, really great experience. But she did say, she's like, keep doing that work. Like we need to be talking about these things. We need to be owning our insecurities and talking about them because 
It looks like the people who carry themselves really well, it looks like it's just done effortlessly. And we were both saying like, it's not. For most women, it is a journey and a struggle. Most of us have not arrived yet. So the other part of the event, and these two kind of go hand in hand, that was really impactful for me was something that Lewis Howes said, and then also something that Kyle Maynard said. So Kyle Maynard is a quadruple amputee. So he was born without arms and legs. His arms he has like down to the elbow. So he basically maneuvers totally differently than you and I. He lives his life in a totally different physical manner, which is fascinating. He has been a motivational speaker since he was a teenager. This is so cool. I'll go ahead and make sure I put a link to his website on the show notes so that you can find out information. But if you Google him or look him up on YouTube, you can see all sorts of different talks that he's done. He's also done like crazy mountain climbing things. He's recently summited the second highest peak in the world. So second to Mount Everest which is, I'm spacing on the name, like Aconagua, I think is what it's called. But anyways, it's down in Argentina, just under 23,000 feet. And he did it without arms and legs. Really, really cool story. Kyle got on stage and was talking about adversity and how he was raised. So this is so cool. He was the firstborn of his family and his parents just never set limits on him. They never were like, oh, well, you don't have arms and legs, so you can't do that. When he said he wanted to play football, his dad was like, all right, let's tryouts are next week. Let's go do it. And when he said he wanted to be a wrestler, his parents were like, okay, like let's, you know, and his dad just never put a box around anything. He never said like, you can't do anything. You know, it was like his options were limitless in spite of being born with physical disabilities, which was amazing. So Lewis at one point over the weekend while introducing, and I don't remember if it was when he was introducing Kyle or not, but when he was introducing one of the speakers or maybe even between speakers, but he said, what adversity have you faced that you would not wish upon anyone, but you would also not take back from your own life experiences? And I thought that was so powerful because I think that we all have things where we're like, God, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but I'm so grateful I had to go through it. And I know for sure for me, when I think about our experience with infertility, well, I mean both times, but when we went through it trying to get pregnant with Vinny, it was so gut-wrenching for that, you know, that two-year period just felt like it went on and on and on. And there were so many days when I was so upset and like having to drag myself to the gym to be a personal trainer and try to like pretend that I was all peppy and happy. And it was just, oh, it was so hard. I also would not trade that. And the thing is, if I hadn't gone through all that, I wouldn't have Vinny. Like if I had gotten pregnant the first time I tried, I would have a totally different child. Of course, I would adore that child, but I wouldn't have the child that I have now. And I'm like, I don't want any child except for him. So in my mind, it worked out perfectly, right? Like I had to go through that two years to end up at the perfect place, to get the perfect child for my family to be complete. Going through our current IVF experience or our current infertility experience and going through failed IVF, again, like I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But at the same time, I'm so glad we did it. I'm so glad I experienced that. You know, even the outcome, like I'm not elated by the outcome, but at the same time, I totally see that it's part of my story and I'm grateful for the way that it will shape the rest of my life whatever that might be. So I'm grateful that like, because I won't have a second child, I will have some other things. My life will turn out a certain way because of that. And there'll be opportunities that I have and things that I get to do because of that. You know, in March, I'm going to the Philippines for a really cool event because I won't be pregnant and it will actually be like safe and appropriate for me to travel and be in the Philippines and not be needing to worry about like being, having morning sickness or needing medical care or anything like that. So there's things that are going to happen in my life that are huge opportunities, even just from telling my story and the connections that I've made. Like, I'm so grateful for that. So all these things that have come out of that adversity that I value so much, and I think were a big part of what I needed to go through in life for whatever reason. And so I love the idea of like, I would not wish 
my experiences on anyone because I would not want someone else to struggle and fight and have that battle. But at the same time, I'm grateful that that was my battle and I'm grateful for the end result. I'm grateful that like both of those things, getting pregnant with the, you know, the two year journey to get pregnant with Vinny, as well as failed IVF, were like huge game changers in my life. I won't ever not acknowledge that. I will always be very aware that those were like pivotal times in my life. So I love that Lewis asked that. So then to piggyback that on Kyle Maynard's, one of his messages was, how do you handle the unknown? And, you know, for him growing up without arms and without legs, in many cases, you know, wheelchair bound in a lot of situations and having to learn to do everything totally different than anyone else around him, learning how to write with just little elbow stubs, like, you know, learning how to use a fork and a spoon and his parents being really careful about like, we're not going to help you too much on this because you got to figure it out. Of course, they gave him the tools that he needed to do it, but they also really pushed him to do things as independently as possible. So now he's a grown man living independently without arms and legs, which is phenomenal. That doesn't always happen. Such an impressive example where he talked about the power of not knowing and how with not knowing something, the opportunity for discovery is just like endless. And the way I live my life, I don't like the unknown. The unknown totally freaks me out in most cases. And so when I see the unknown, I'm like, oh my gosh, like how can I like Google everything about this and figure it all out? And like, you know, going through IVF, it was like, how can I learn every single thing about IVF? Because I want to know as much as possible because that will make me feel as empowered as possible. And what Kyle was saying is, as soon as you start knowing things, then there are boxes around them and you put limits around them. And I would say, you know, the first time we went through infertility with Vinny, the more I knew, the more I did start putting boxes around things. And the more I did say like, okay, well, I'm only willing to do this and I'm only willing to do that and I'm not willing to do this. And it took us a while. Like we had to do some things out of our comfort zone for sure to get pregnant with Vinny. We had to do some things I said I wouldn't do. I said I would never do IVF because there's too many big decisions and it freaked me out. A few years later, there I was doing IVF. So as soon as I started knowing things about infertility, I started drawing lines and putting limits on myself and putting limits on our situation. It took becoming more desperate for me to move past some of those walls and break them down to try new things. So the beauty of not knowing something is your ability to discover the opportunities within that thing that you don't know. And it's interesting to look at that perspective, you know, having gone through all this stuff with infertility, if I could have just looked at everything as an opportunity, you know, instead of being like, we can't get pregnant naturally, what are we going to, you know, let me learn as much as I can and like immediately start saying like, no, I'm not going to do that, but maybe I might try this. Instead of that, I could have just been like, wow, like there's so much to learn. And I did start doing that once we went through this IVF process. I knew our chances of IVF being successful weren't great. So I did really try to embrace like, I just want to learn as much about this as possible. I want to know as much as possible because I want to be really invested in this process because I know it impacts so many women. And I know that I have an opportunity here to be have a little bit of a platform with my experience and having a podcast. And so I did try to not put boundaries around our IVF experience. And I tried to not put that in a box you know, ultimately that meant that I have the very painful experience of sharing the failure of it very publicly, which I don't regret at all, but it was a challenge for sure. I love the idea of just being, of using the unknown as an opportunity for discovery. And so I'm so grateful to Kyle for his perspective on that. And then he shared this really great quote from Joseph Campbell that says, follow your bliss and the universe will open doors where there previously were only walls. And I love that. And I love the idea that, you know, Kyle's parents could have just built walls around him to protect him his whole life, and they didn't do that. Instead, 
it was just door after door after door, which has allowed him to have this like worldwide speaking career and allowed him to climb the highest mountains in the world and do, he's gotten two ESPY awards. So he's like one of the most recognized athletes in the world. And he doesn't have anything similar to the physical body that most of us have. And he's accomplished these amazing, incredible things in spite of that. Like there was no limits on what his body could do because no one ever said he couldn't do anything. No one ever put any limits on it. And he was constantly allowed, not only allowed to and follow his bliss, but encouraged to follow his bliss and follow his passion. And the universe continued to open doors for him and continues to this day to open doors for him. So I loved that so much. So I think with that, I'm going to wrap. I've I've taken you all on a journey and I've relived a lot of really great things from the Summit of Greatness. So if you're looking for more greatness in your life, first of all, go listen to the School of Greatness podcast. I just so admire everything that Lewis shares with his audience and what he puts out into the world. But additionally, if you want to attend an event like this, look on a local level for women events. There's women-led events all over the place and on a local level where you can find things. And then additionally, if you're looking for something to travel to, you can join me next year. I will be at the Summit of Greatness. I bought my ticket already. I'll be at the Summit of Greatness. It's in September in Columbus. And you can go to summitofgreatness.com and there's information on registration for next year. If you're looking for kind of a bigger event where you can uh, have a little mommy vacation, but also find some greatness. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. And I hope that you learned something from my lessons from the Summit of Greatness. I hope that I passed a little greatness magic to you. I felt like it was just such a weekend full of magic for me. And my goal was just to share a little bit of that magic with you today and hope that you could feel some, just a fraction of what I felt being part of that amazing experience at the Summit of Greatness. So if this episode was helpful to you or inspirational to you, please do share it out. You can go over to shamelessmom.com and find episode 65. You can get a link right there to share with other people. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy, where you can find links to this episode. They'll be posted there as well. So you can just share from there, which is nice and easy. And then make sure you subscribe. If this is your first time listening, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So you can go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and there will be a little subscribe button there. There will also be a review button. So if you want to leave us a review, I love your feedback. I read all the reviews myself, and I always love to hear what people have to say and what our listeners have to say. So thank you for listening today. Have a fantastic day. I will talk to you again in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. 
If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 